Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Donkey Donkey Connection Podcast, where Dave and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. This is special number, episode number 20. Yes. Where we'll be going over the NXT Portland TakeOver and Monday Night Raw. Yeah, pretty much. Um, It's nothing that Raw wasn't no, great. Raw was, it was, Raw was okay. It, all right, the thing is, is, the last few weeks of Raw have just been like so stellar. Yeah, and then and, Raw had to compete with TakeOver. Yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> Which I was looking through, because I like to read the, the recaps and the reviews on Bleacher. There was only one uh, match that got less than a B. And no, it was a le- high B at that. Yeah, no, got less than an A. Yeah, got less than an A. Every, it doesn't matter what site you go to. Everybody has every match at a B at, plus, B or, plus or higher. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And it, it was ridiculous. And, and the show started out from the gate with a poppy concert. Yes, two songs. She yeah. played uh, two songs off of her album. Yeah, One which of have you the, listened to that album? Yes, I have. It is phenomenal. It is. It's so. It good. is so left, right, and center. It, it, all it's all over the place. All over the place. Um, she's going on tour with Deftones. Yes, which I want to go. I might be going to that show. I want to go Boston. to that show. Yeah, you know what I mean. I can't wait. But and then it starts off with a banger. Now. See the thing is, when you start a pay per view, the the first match is just supposed to set the pace. It's not supposed to, to steal basically the show. say, "Okay, takeover's done. Nobody else is coming out. Can you please just filter out of the building? Because none of the other matches matter at this point." Because but that's what everyone thought when this match I, finished. I know it was, but inc- then the matches were Did on the same. same level throughout the entire show the same level but using different different aspects and yes. aspects and it's like it's not fair to sit here and just rattle <laughs> off these matches it's really not no this is something that you need to sit down you need to take the three hours you need to not that's move. the good thing about takeovers it's, oh, they, it's that they're three hours long but they don't feel it no they feel like I, an hour and a half josh doinks I watched this pay-per-view already twice. I have watched it twice. It was that good. Yeah. I tried to put something on last night to fall asleep after I got out of the gym. Nope. I put this on, and I couldn't fall asleep because it is... It's that mesmerizing. It was so good. And we, we're going to start with Dijakovic and Lee, which... Two big men moving like cruiserweights. Whose idea was it to put to this open the show first. with this? This was incredible. In the first 60 seconds in this match, Keith Lee does a Hurricane Rana. Yeah. In si- first 60 seconds, Hurricane Rana. Then you get Dijakovic. About two minutes later, later Dijakovic does a Tope Suicida. Tope Suicida, where Lee catches him in a power bomb. Then that gets reversed to a suplex onto the apron. Like, dude, this match was incredible. And when, like, there's so... So many spots in this match. And I read oh, something about somebody, the, somebody complained that there were no selling in this match. No. No, 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 no. Dijakovic was selling his back from the moment he took the Hurricane Rana yeah. until the end when Lee had to help pick him up so he could go to the top rope to do his feast your eyes so they both could celebrate yeah. this match. Yeah. Like the chops. Oh, my God. Where... Where uh with the two hands? Yeah, and Lee did the big show where he shh the crowd. Yes. And literally you could hear a pin drop. Yep. 
and you, then all you heard was the smack of flesh oh on flesh. Oh my god! And then, and the then thing, you get Dijakovic doing a springboard forward moonsault. I was going to say that chair that Dijakovic was sitting in, Keith Lee was sitting in from the top rope. Be it Dijakovic is six foot seven. He's huge. off the top rope into a frontwards roll kind of senton into Keith Lee. Pinpoint accuracy. Yeah, in between two tables. Yes. In between two tables. If Dijakovic went one foot either side... He's hitting his back. He's hitting his back and cutting it open on the edge of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we won't even talk about table edges yet because there's already two spots oh, for that Oh, my God, yeah. But it, it, it's incredible, dude. It, like... Oh, the the top rope avalanche DDT. Yeah, that basically was a three count. Or oh, how about the uh, the glory bomb, the power bomb that that um, Keith Lee hits. He hits the first one. Dijakovic just pops right back up. Yeah, it's like selling and like, hulks it up, his neck, hulking up. Then he gets another one. I swear that was a three count. Oh yeah, <laughs> how how that wasn't a three count no. is beyond me, dude. This match was. Incredible, and it again. Oh, off the top rope, Spanish fly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're forgetting that spot. But you know what the problem is? They've done that spot twice. Yeah, in two other matches. Yeah, but it's Not, still all. It's too ninety percent of this match was all fresh material. Oh yeah, it was all fresh material. This wasn't like you watch some matches where you see guys going at it for the second or the third time, and you're seeing kind of like it's the same thing. The, the same only difference moves. is ending. Yeah, correct. Or maybe where they put the spots is a little different. Yeah. Outside of Spanish Fly, I don't think they've done any of these move sets to each other. Lee might have done some chops, but that's that's but such that's a, a chop. simple. That's a chop. Wrestling not, move. not those two-handed chops where he was coming from the like from the rafters of the. Of the arena all the way down, dude. I, oh, God. Such a match. Such um, a match. I mean, to me, I think, <clears throat> all right, here's how we'll do this. After we talk about the matches, you give your grade and I'll give my grade. Are we doing out of stars or are we giving stars? Letter? Yeah. And, and Meltzer five, not his seven that he gives to the Tokyo okay. Dome. Okay. Five. Um, so match obviously ends, uh, as you're talking, selling his back, Dijak went for the feast your eyes. Didn't get to hit it once because no, his back was he being couldn't get him up. He couldn't <clears throat> yeah. get him up. Everything he had to do that was big moves was all avalanche stuff off the top mm-hmm. rope because at least when he was falling, he wasn't having to brace the back. But like I said, he was selling the back from the very first Hurricane Rana. Again, I still can't believe the Keith Lee did a Hurricane Rana to open yeah. this match in 60 seconds. Yeah, like nuts. So. Um, so he can't hit the feast your eyes, hits the big bang catastrophe, and we are basking in Keith Lee's glory, continuing. And the best part, and I told I said this during predictions, they were gonna end it with a handshake. Yes, you did. You did. Because it they respect the frig out of each other. Yes, yes. And there was one there was one part on the match where there was no respect though. It's when um Dijak Stepped over Keith Lee, but stepped on him to get to the top rope. Yeah. That little thing, like we were saying. A little bit of heel tendency. Exactly. And it worked out nicely because the crowd even booed it. If you yeah. listen to that point, the crowd even boos it. And then they cheer him after he does this massive, massive rotating moonsault, senton, splash he, thing. It was almost like he did a starship paint. Yeah, pretty much. You know, from a 6-7 frame. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dijak just does this every day. Out of five stars. Oh, this match? Yeah. This match was a five-star match. I'd give it 4.75. No, th- this match is better than a PWG match. 
I don't know about that. Way more, way more riding on this match. They've had more build with this match, and it told a better story than their PWG match. That's also because PWG doesn't write stories generally for the matches. I know, matches. but the, it, just the inner workings of this match. Okay. Tell told a better story. Dijak playing off the back the entire time. The respect at the end of the match. The fact that Lee picked Dijak up, brought him to the rope, so this way they both could bask in the glory of, arguably, like the match that should have ended all matches that yeah. night. And and that's just how I feel. You yeah. know what I mean? So I, this match was a five star match to me. This was a five star match. Yeah, I'd give it. I'd give it four point seven five for the okay. reason of what I'm grading another match later on. Okay, all right, because you don't want to put two on the same card. I don't want to put two five stars yeah, on the same. Guess what? I have no problem putting two, and I may have more than that in this card. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. Yeah. Um. But let's just get to the next match because there was no rest for the wicked. No. No. Street fight. Tegan Knox, nope. Dakota Kai. Let's see. Tegan Knox comes out, does her little. Her little thing starts taking her jacket off. Oh, here comes Dakota Kai. Just starts ambushing her right away. These two women kicked the shit out of each other. Okay, yeah, these two women legitimately hate each other. Legit, like not not necessarily. No, shoot. They ca- they're characters. Kayfabe hate each other. The shots in this match were so stiff. Okay, so stiff. The first barricade shot where Knox finally gets the upper hand right after she gets jumped and she slams Kai into the black barrier. Yeah. Kai ate that with her face. <laughs> yeah. How, I don't know. Come Wednesday, if they're on television, there's no way that Kai isn't black and blue somewhere and Tegan Knox isn't black and blue somewhere in her face because Tegan Knox took a trash lid right off the face. Yeah. Like, like, Paul, no, Paul no Heyman, pulling. Paul Heyman is sitting back there somewhere, going like, "He's doing the champa." Yeah, he's just clapping. He's like, "Yes, that's what I want for my stars." They're finally letting these PG thirteen Arab things come back. Whoa. We'll get to something on Raw. Ruthless aggression. aggression. Yeah, I it's mean, coming back, dude. This match was incredible. There was a spot with a laptop. Yeah, like. I honestly thought Kai was going for the ring bell. Yeah, so did I. And but then, she went for a laptop. And then she like messed. not one of not one of like a, a MacBook or whatever, something no, light. So, no, a freaking like, ThinkPad. Yeah, like a, a IBM ThinkPad or Dell Latitude or something that weighs like twenty pounds. Yeah, and that thing you could see the keys popping off of that thing. Yeah. Oh man! Again, another match with so many incredible spots. Another match you just can't sit here and you can't just give it its just due. My only gripe about this match was the crowd got taken out of it at the end of it when um, Raquel Gonzalez Raquel Gonzalez came down. They even chanted, who are you? Who are you? Because nobody knew who she was. Now, don't get me wrong. The spot that she came in for. You want to talk about table edges? Wasn't it a powerbomb or something? No. She just basically picked Tegan Knox up and just threw her. There was no move involved in that. She just Yeah. She just And that threw table her. did not go. The only thing that went on those the feet. were the inner feet. Yes. That was the only thing that broke. The table did not break. Tegan Tegan Knox ate that table full force. Yeah. After she butchered her back up when she went to go do that trash can spot. Mm-hmm. Like it looked like she wanted to do like a forward Senton and she ended up doing a backwards senton and yeah sure she hit the trash can but she ate her back more on the floor than anything else yeah um there was the other spot that actually opened up that whole scene with the uh, cricket 
the cricket stick. Yeah. Dude. Oh my god, dude. The Kodakai was swinging for the fences. Yeah. Swinging for the fences. Multiple chair spots in this match. Multiple trash can spots in this match. The German suplex that the, that Tegan Knox gave the Kodakai onto this hurt my neck. I yeah. sat there grabbing my neck like, how? Yeah. And it looked like almost that the Spanish announce table that had so many spots on it was so much more built up. Yeah. Like, it wasn't meant to break. Yeah. Like, Until if you one looked spot. At the, if, yeah. Towards the end. Yeah. If you look at the top of it, it didn't look like that thin breakthrough stuff. No. It looked like solid, like, we we both I met, keep, we uh, met. It looked like Linux. Yes. Okay, It yeah. looked like thick, like, bed liner. Yeah. Yeah. The only difference is it wasn't, like, fall particle board. It was, like, Ikea wood. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It was yeah. a little bit thicker. But it's I'm still recording gonna, this on an Ikea desk, it's still so gonna, I know about it's it. It's still going to break, yeah. but it, it, it's a little bit thicker. It's going to hold up over a, f- a few different things that you plan on doing on there. Yeah. Um... I love this match, though. Again, how you follow Lee Dijak, it was perfectly paced. Yes. You know what I mean? They came out, and right away, they just started laying into each other. Laying into each other the entire match. Knox hit the shiniest wizard. Yeah. And then didn't go for the pin because she wanted to get so much revenge on Dakota yeah, Kai. she says, I'm not done with I'm not you. Done I'm with going you. to punish you. Oh, my God, man. So, so brutal. This match was so... This may be one of the best women's matches Ever put on any Ever. takeover? Yeah, any takeover. Period. I, I, I really, I honestly would like to go back and really look at any women's title match that's been on a takeover, and I really think that this match would set higher than most women's titles matches. There's a couple that I think that would sit higher, like Shariah Larae. Okay. Um, Bailey Banks. Okay. Um, but that's basically it. There's I, not I, much. I, I, the only one I would have said was Bailey Banks. That's the only one. Really? You put this above EO versus LeRae? Oh, no. That was last year, right? That but, open, Didn't that open 25? Yeah, it did. No, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. It didn't open 25. Or that did was, it open Orlando? I think it was Orlando. And actually, yeah, because that one stole the show. Yeah. That one really did steal the show. All right. This, this match is It's top there. five. It was 100% on, top five oh women's God. matches in WWE history. What a match. Like I can't even I I can't sit here and it, I don't do it any justice talking about it. No, you have to sit down and watch it. Go out, spend three hours, make some popcorn, have have whatever you want to drink for your beverage, and just watch this pay per view. Yeah, because your you, your eyes are gonna melt out of your head just at the rapid pace and the spots. Like mm-hmm. the spots are incredible. There's so much selling. I don't care. So many, again, I'm gonna go back to this. Somebody told me there was no selling in the Dijak match, and there was no selling in this match. Are you kidding me? Like seriously, Kai was selling her knee the whole time after she took the laptop to it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, such a such a good match. Mm-hmm. Such a good match. Go ahead, say what you have to say, man, because I'm still um, on the show here. I was just gonna say that. Give me your uh, star rating. Okay. Uh, this one gets a five star. I was going to put it at a 4.25 reasoning is because of the finish, the finish. I'm, 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 I'm giving, I'm giving them the finish. Let them have that finish. If that's going to set up something different for Tegan Knox, let them have that finish. I'm fine with that. I didn't like it in the spot because I picked Tegan Knox to win the match. And all she had to do was pin her after the shiniest wizard. Yeah. But, but. I mean, I'm, I I technically got that point there because Dakota Kai went over, yeah, but I said she was going to win by submission. Yes, so it, I get like half point. No, but anyway. no, you still get the point. Kai wins. It is okay. what it is. I just I'm going to let him have that finish because if it takes Knox away from Kai for a little bit and maybe gives her something else to build on, I could see. And it helps with the I younger, can see the next feud for Kai being Larray. 
And that's what I mean. That moves Kai onto Larray, and it moves now um, uh, the Knox onto Gonzalez. Exactly. And it gives a younger talent who's been at the Performance Center for a little bit. Someone, yeah, they were pushing so, that. They were so, saying that she's been a standout at the PC. Yep. Gives gives an opportunity for someone very seasoned like Knox to work with somebody new. And it'll give everybody an opportunity to see what she can really do. Period. Okay. Period. All right. Next match. <laughs> I'm going to spoil it right now. This is my five star. Yeah. Don't worry. I, I got the same grade for this match. Johnny Gargano and Balor. I mean, I, you start because I've been taking the whole show. This proved that Johnny Gargano was willing to go to whatever lengths he could to vanquish Finn Balor, but the Heartless could not be put down. The Prince is in charge of NXT. Yeah. Anything that goes in NXT goes through the Prince. Pretty much. Pretty much. At this point. Because we had the heart of NXT... Against the heartless of yeah. NXT. Yep. That's the best way to call it. That's exactly what it was, man. Exactly what it was. Again, another, this match started off technical mat wrestling. Oh, 100%. Just mat wrestling. These guys were trading different submission holds. And you could see the difference between when Gargano was putting in a submission hold and then when Bala was. Because the way Bala was Bala putting was so much more torque. torque and twisting him different ways and like working his elbow into like different spots to cause more pain. And I mean, this went from a technical masterpiece to an all out blood feud. Blood feud brawl to a, to multiple spots that were incredible in this match. I mean, Gargano had the um the, the Gargano escape mm-hmm. on for what? A minute, a minute, a minute and a half. Yeah, and Bala just was working his way to get out of it, working his way to get out of it, and then once it trickled to the outside, and Bala ended up hitting that suplex onto the table, and then that missile drop kick that he hit, that threw where he landed flat on his back on, on the, the Spanish announce yep. table, and and Gargano went flying off the table into the barrier, and yeah. that basically set up the end, the beginning of the end with. The coup de gras into the 1916. And the way Balor pinned him. Yes. Where he, instead of pinned him, right, he rolled on top of him. Yep. Tongue out, hand on his face. Face. And, and then standing over him at the end with the bullet and then getting in his face while he's on the ground. Like saying whatever he said to him. I told like, you weren't anything. Yes. And you then, weren't going to win. Yeah. And then he's walking away from the ring. With Gargano kind of like like licking his wounds, basically. And he's talking into the camera. He's like, give me Gargano. You give me Riddle. You give, give me, me Dragon off. I beat them all. Just whoever you're going to give to me, I'm going to I'm gonna feast on him. Uh, oh, my God. He's such a good villain. Oh, why? Why did they ever, ever, ever try to sugarcoat who he was when he came in? Because when he first came into NXT... When he was teamed up with Hideo Itami, mm-hmm. he was very brutal at that point because mm-hmm. he was still Prince Devitt. Well, he, he, no, he was he, Finn Balor, but he, he like when his it first pop up, it said Prince Devitt, and then it kind of faded away yeah. and pulled up with Finn Balor. Yeah, like Kenta turned into Hideo Itami. Yes. It was the same same idea. Yes, but the thing is, is it's like as he spent more time with the E, like he was saying in his in his promo, Raw and SmackDown Raw, are Hollywood. Hollywood. It's easy the- to hide behind the glitz and glam exactly. and special effects. NXT is like Broadway. It's raw. 
it's raw, it's uncut, yes, and you get to show who you really are. Yep. Finn Balor is doing exactly that. Exactly who Finn Balor should be. The prince. Yeah. Just taking P R I N X. Yes. Just taking names. Yeah. And he's just he's got a list. He's just gonna run down it. He's just gonna cross. And you know who the next one on that list is? We'll get to it. We're not gonna talk about it yet. Let's not talk about it. Let's 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 just get down the rest of this cut. So, so this was your said, five star. Five star. I have this as a five star match too. Yeah, with without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, no. Johnny Gargano was Mister Five Star. Oh yeah, Mister Five Star. Yeah, and the worst thing is, we're not going to get a trilogy out of these two guys. This was a one and done match. Oh yeah, one and done because match. because there's no way Gargano can go over Balor here. It's not even that. Yeah, what they what what Balor did to Gargano to change Gargano. And what happened at the main event, there will never be another Balor-Gargano match, at least for the foreseeable future. No. Because they're not going to want to put these two up against each other when now they're on these alternate paths of of destruction and domination. Next match, women's title, Rhea Ripley-Bianca Belair. All right. Very, very solid match. No, very, very superb match, okay? This, again... Is WWE storybook telling to a T? They have been talking up Bianca Belair as a straight up powerhouse now of the NXT women's division. She won the women's battle royal. She had a phenomenal Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, ridiculous Royal Rumble. She holds the elimination record now. Her, they're tied. Her and Shayna Baszler, or whatever it is. Okay. So just just off of those two events, right? And everything that we've been seeing recently with her getting in Charlotte's face, they're building up Belair to be this powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And from moment one of this match all the way until the closing of this match, Belair controlled the offense and the tempo of this match. Mm-hmm. She controlled this match. The only thing that she missed was hitting her finisher in this match. Because mm-hmm. if she had hit her finisher, this She'd match would have went champ. a different way. Because yeah. she hit every big move. Dude, she had... Rhea Ripley gorilla pressed coming out of Rhea the corner. Rhea Ripley's a big girl. Yes. Yes. Bianca Belair got such a rub even in loss in this match. Oh, yeah. she. This, That's how we talk about when wrestlers get rubs and losses. Correct. This is one of them. Correct. When she lost her match to Baszler, she didn't get a rub. No. It actually hurt her. Because she she had to she passed out to the coquina clutch, and this yeah. was at a point where she had never lost a match in her NXT career. Yeah. This loss does nothing but elevate her. No. And the post-match stuff, where you've got Flair in the ring, and instead of just attacking Rhea, she, she also attacks Belair. Belair. So it's like, could we get a triple threat? I hope not. But could we get a triple threat between these three women at, at WrestleMania? That would be very interesting. Or even better, what if these three women main event NXT TakeOver versus actually having it on the Mania card? Again, these are thoughts. These yeah. are things that may happen. But I'm telling you right now, again, excellent match, man. I, I could not I could not believe the riptide she hit at the end of this match. Oh, yeah. It was in- incredible. Like, she 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 had Belair tucked into the rope in the corner. And then somehow she still managed to pick, rotate, flip, and just drop her. Mm-hmm. It was an avalanche riptide, right? Yeah. Another avalanche riptide. Incredible. And then, obviously, as we said, out of nowhere, Charlotte... Attacks Rhea. Yep. And says, I'll see you at Mania. Yeah, and hits her with the natural selection. Yep. So, 
Oh, God. So good. So good. I know we talked about before the show how I've been tending to go on tangents, but I have a legitimate one here. Okay, go ahead. If Rhea, Belair, Charlotte, main events, NXT TakeOver, Tampa Bay. Okay. Could you see Bianca Belair leaving with the belt? Yes. Over Charlotte. Over Charlotte Flair. Yes. Pinning Charlotte Flair. Yes. That would be the way you put <laughs> Belair over with the belt. Yeah. Otherwise, either way, Charlotte's eating the pin. I don't yeah. think I don't think Charlotte's walking away with the NXT title. No. It's all about: Are you going to try to build to a triple threat, or are you going to build to a singles match? Singles match at Mania. I would prefer a singles match at Mania. Yeah. I feel like you're gonna you're gonna live in the shadow of last year's triple threat if you do a triple threat. Yeah. Okay. And that's that's not saying that a match with Belair, Ripley, and Flair wouldn't be better than Rousey, um, Lynch, Lynch and Flair. Flair. I'm just saying that you're gonna live in that shadow because that match headlined WrestleMania last year. Yeah. So you're gonna live in that shadow. Yeah. If you just keep it as a one-on-one match. You're going to have a powerhouse who, as when we get to Monday Night Raw, when Flair calls her out and says things, you know, about her being the the next big thing. But yeah. Flair's seen those things come and go, so it doesn't really matter if she is the next big thing. You're going to get the powerhouse of Ripley versus the technical prowess of Flair. I want to see that match. I don't yeah. want to see Belair thrown in it unless Belair beats Ripley at TakeOver Tampa. And then takes the takes the title into WrestleMania Mania. and beats Flair at WrestleMania, and that would give the massive rub to Belair. Exactly. So we'd have two massive rubs, correct, out of Mania. Yes, and and both of them would have went to Flair. Would have went to Belair because she would have beaten Ripley at Tampa. No, I'm saying two massive rubs out of Mania specifically. We'd have. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, McIntyre, McIntyre, and, and Belair, yeah. So. I again, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Great closing, great closing sequence. And the most important thing about this match is Belair from bell to bell was the tempo setter. Yeah, she controlled almost all the offense. There was, I'm completely blanking on a spot. I might as well just talk about it. The slap fest these two went at. Oh yeah, just straight up slapping each other yeah. until Belair decided to take her hair out and whip. Oh God, that hair whip screws Rhea with me. Ripley. Rhea Ripley was in so much pain. She was clutching at her stomach. Oh, yeah. my God. What's your star rating? This is my only non-five-star match, I think, outside of maybe the next one. And this one gets four and a half stars. I was going to give it 4.25. I mean, again, this takeover may be the best takeover they've ever put together. Really? Yes. Start to start. Start to finish. Wow. And you know what we said the last one was? was War Games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They just keep getting better and better and better and better. You know what better. the difference between this and War Games was? War Games only had four matches. War Games this had six. Yeah, this had six matches, but War Games also had two gimmick matches. Correct. But when This saying, had one gimmick match, but six outstanding matches. Yeah, but it's not even that. War Games had the back of four matches. Yeah. Okay? So... Yeah, you have less of a of an appeal if one of those matches sucks than what ends up happening is the card may dwindle from. But that. none of those matches sucked. None of those matches sucked. You had six matches on this card, and all six of these matches could be a headliner at a War Games. Yeah, or at a a Takeover Tampa. All of these could be headliners at SummerSlam. I was gonna say they could be a big, big four headliner. Headliner, exactly, yeah. exactly. 
Up next, NXT Tag Team Championship match. The Broserweights versus the Undisputed Era. How much fish could Bobby Fish fry? Bobby Fish could fry fish. Okay, oh I, I saw another one. God. It's how many riddles could Matt Riddle riddle if Matt Riddle could riddle riddles? It's going to be a t-shirt. 100%. You just, you, you just put it out there. It's going to be a t-shirt. Yeah. Well, I saw it on Instagram, and it was it was like someone tweeted it, and Bobby Fish was like, how do you feel now, Matt? Oh, how do you man. feel now, at, uh, at Riddle, bro? Oh, my God. I love that they started with that, too. They were yes. coming out in the Brosermobile. Dude, they were wearing the t-shirts. Yeah. And, like, I think Riddle, and it looks I think Riddle, so odd on I think, Dunn. I think Riddle was stoned because he had to look down at the shirt to see what he had to say. He's like, uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Such Dude, such great storytelling in this match. You have a tag team that's been together forever. Okay, you've got who've been together for longer than NXT has been a brand. Yep, you got Kyle O'Reilly, who's now defended that NXT tag team championship now with, with his three different three different guys. Yeah. Okay, Cole, Strong, and Fish. He's defended it with all three of them. Yeah. Okay, so his teamwork and his communication with Fish is unquestioned. Yeah. Then you had the little spots in this match where Riddle and Dunn yeah, they were had messing their, up. They're in their uh They were button heads. Yeah. Like not necessarily button heads where they were fighting, but it was like Riddle hits Dunn with a spear. Then um Dunn gets pushed into Riddle and Riddle falls off the apron. And there was just these the little, little miscommunications. That's what I was looking for. Between these two. And it just worked out so well. And then the pure joy on both their faces. After yeah. they hit that that bro to sleep, um, insiguri combination. Yeah. Oh my god, dude, they, they look genuinely excited to win. Yes, yes, and the fact that they both did the uh, the the belts belt in the, in the teeth. Yeah. Oh, my which god. I understand how Dunn can do it because he wears a mouth guard, but that must hurt for Riddle. Why? But I think he's he doesn't too, wear shoes. He's too stoned to realize it. My, I just I could not believe that. I, again, we need we need more of this in the WWE, where you yeah. actually have sports entertainment in your sports entertainment. That's entertaining. Yeah. Okay? Like the Monday Night Messiah is entertaining on Raw. Yeah. Matt Riddle is sports entertainment at its pinnacle. Like, yeah. he makes everything fun. Yeah, Everything he does. fun. Yeah. And, and, and he's a true, he's a true um, dichotomy to With Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne, who is a... Serious, serious, fun, hating, contortionist, like joint manipulation, like oh man, he's a lone, uh, like not lonely, but he's like a campy assed, sick of sick of riddle shit prick. Yep, but he's loving it because he loves it because he has a belt out of it. Yeah, exactly. He's got a belt back. He's got a belt back around his waist, and guess what? It may be a belt he may be holding on to for a little while because these two guys are just. Perfect together. Yeah. Perfect together. This was a great tag match. Great story booking. Great elements throughout the course of the match. Just, oh my God. I There's nothing I can really say outside of the fact that maybe there's a few spots in which Riddle looks like he's going to knock someone's head off and then he throws some weak punches. <clears throat> like, that's the thing about Riddle sometimes. When he's striking, he looks like he's going to kill somebody or he's or hitting he's you just with a pillow. Slapping somebody, yeah. yeah. Just like, uh, but I don't care about that. Star rating. Four point seven five. I was gonna give it four seven five. Yeah, just such a great match, dude. Great. Uh, I, I I really you can't ask for more out of this tag team match. 
I mean, you got the you got the choking at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You got the incredible, incredible back and forth throughout the course of this match. Yeah, and you got the right the right outcome. Yeah, yeah, they're random. They're random tag team partners, and do they mirror a certain tag team that's on another brand in AEW? Yeah, kind of mirror that that tag yeah. team a little bit, but it works. So who cares? Yeah, all right, that's the way I look at but it. But instead of beer, it's weed. Pretty much. Um, main event. Give it all the stars. Just Adam give it all Cole, Bebe versus Thomas O. Champa. Just give it all the stars. Give it all the stars in the universe. I give it four point nine 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 nine. All the stars. Nope. You I, know what? I'm every, coming back on my word. Five stars. Yeah, every star. Every yeah. star. This match was unbelievable. And the thing is, is I don't think they booked the finish until until after. the ring until they were in the ring. Yeah. Because the genuine shock on Champa's face when he hit the fairy tale ending. And Cole kicked out. Mm-hmm. You could tell right then and there that Champa knew he was not getting Goldie back that night. And he did not know Gargano was coming out. No. Because the genuine shock on his face when he saw Gargano out there and pulling the belt away from him. Yeah, pulling Goldie. Wearing the DIY shirt. Yup. Pulling Goldie away from Daddy. And I mean, we have. We, and then striking. Dude, we have just jumped. The the whole match, yeah, pretty much. But the fact is, this match was pretty much booked. The last half of this match was booked on the spot. Oh yeah, the referee went over and said, "Okay, guys, um, Cole's going over. Do your spots." And it was just like, "Okay." The the table spot, the edge that that Champa took. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my god! I'm just thinking about that hurts. That wheelbarrow German suplex that he took, and he hit the edge of that table right on his neck well he hit it more like in the middle of his shoulder blades doesn't matter that's just and, and from that point on what was he selling his neck his neck the storytelling was his neck the whole time and he took so many neck spots in this match mm-hmm. so how many how many last shots did he take two two took, yeah yeah he took one where he ended up rolling out of the like ring 42 super kicks yeah super kick after super kick after super kick then he did the uh he did two of those avalanche um, drivers, the yeah. one that he did off the top of, of the yeah. cage on War Games. He did two of those. One of them he did off the top rope into the ring and couldn't get the three count on that. And then the other one he did on the apron. And then he took a he took a a, a, a sunset, Panama sunrise Panama sunrise on the outside of the ring. Yeah. And, and and the great part about this match was for anybody who who anybody who was enjoying this match, you had the element where Champ is going to get over. He's beaten the UE by himself. The referee's outside the ring, but he's just hit his he's hit the fairy tale ending again. And you could hear the crowd counting. Yes. One. They got two, to 13. Three, four, five, six. It wasn't oh God. You're like, oh my God, he's gonna get over. He's gonna get over. And then Gargano. Gargano was broken by Balor yeah. earlier in the night. And you know this is kind of like a, a chain reaction, because uh, Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt breaks broke Balor. Balor. Balor, Balor breaks, breaks Gargano. Gargano. Gargano possibly breaking Champa. Yeah, like Gargano. I can't wait for Champa's promo on Wednesday. Oh, he's gonna be so um like impassioned, saying, "How could you do this to me?" I thought we were brothers. We had reformed DIY, and then Gargano's gonna come out and say, "You did the same damn thing to me." Yep. And then that's gonna start their feud, and no, they're gonna, gonna have finish their feud. 
Well, that's what's going to rekindle their feud yes. and their blow-off final match against each other is going to be TakeOver Tampa Bay Yep, in a blood feud match of the night. Yeah. The, you can put the only thing that could top it is Balor Cole if that's what main events. The only thing that could top, the only thing that can make Gargano, Champa even better is if Goldie was on the line. It's yeah. The only thing that can make that match better. Yeah. Because originally that's what it was. Was that they was going to be f- the, the their feud was ending over the championship belt. Think about the build of this feud right now. They built this feud to such a boiling point and it got taken away from us because of Champa's neck. Mm-hmm. Okay? Then Gargano wins it. Yeah. And who's the first person to congratulate him? Tommaso Champa. Tommaso Champa at the top of the ramp. Yeah. Everything's back together. DIY has reformed. They're happy. They're all they friends They just had again. a match together at they Worlds Collide. They just had a match together less than a month ago at Worlds Collide where they faced Mustache Mountain. And the respect thing between them. Mm-hmm. And then who came to who came to Gargano's aid backstage? Uh, Champa. Champa in Mustache Mountain when Balor attacked him. Yeah. And who fought Balor? Mustache Mountain. Trent Seven. Mm-hmm. Like, ba- Balor... Balor just ripped the heart of, out of NXT out of Johnny Gargano. Out of Johnny Gargano, he he completely just changed who Johnny Gargano was by one match. The prince being the prince, and it's kind of ironic. And I'm gonna make a almost like a pun here. Um, the heart of NXT is now black. Yes, for two reasons. Johnny Gargano's heart is now black. And the black heart yes. is the heart of NXT. Yes. Yes. 100%. We both agreed. Give it all the stars. Give it all, all the, stars. the stars. All the stars. Dave Meltzer can't give enough stars. 17 this stars. If this, how's this? If this match was in the Tokyo Dome, it was a 25-star match. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that's just yeah. what Meltzer would have done. But just because it's stuck in Portland, it'll probably get five stars. Five, five and a quarter. It, five and a half. All the stars, man. Yeah. This pay-per-view we'll, gets we'll, all we the stars. Will, we will recap again on Thursday's episode because... I haven't checked the star ratings. I'm not sure if they're, they're out They're not yet. out yet. Meltzer hasn't released Hopefully them yet. they'll be out by Thursday. Yeah, they should um, be. And then we'll recap the star re- uh, star ratings then. All right. Now that we've now I, that we've uh, given like, you 40 minutes, we promised last night on Instagram and Facebook that you would get a double episode. Yeah, you're getting a double episode. You're getting a double episode because you're getting at least 40 minutes on a takeover recap, and you'll probably get about 20 on Raw. You might get 20 on Raw. I mean, yeah. Raw was pretty quickly paced. Um, yeah. I mean, and it the all be- started. The it best started, part right? was the beginning. Um, the best part was the beginning. Um, the sermon was really good. The sermon was really good. The, and the Shayna uh, Flair, uh, not Flair, Shayna, uh, Be- Shayna Becky stuff was good. Was good. Um, there was a few spots in between that was a little, eh, but Raw was good overall. Yeah. And it, and it opened with a bang. I mean, Randy Orton, he's finally doing what his theme song says he's doing. He's hearing voices in his head. Yeah, because you saw when he went to go for the first concerto, the voices in his head told him not to. Yeah. So he drops the chair and he pulls... He pulls Matt Hardy by the neck, yeah, out of the ring and puts him on the, the steel stairs and concertos him not once, but twice, yeah, on yeah. the steel stairs. Dude, I'll tell you something right now. There is nothing that WWE can ever do to turn Randy Orton face again. No, ever, no, ever. You, he cannot be rehabilitated from this heel turn. From 
killing Matt Hardy. He killed Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy's dead. Pretty much. At least the WWE. At least this version, version of Matt, Matt Hardy's Hardy. dead. I mean, we're lucky enough to know that Matt Hardy's been able to build 15 versions of himself. Yeah. So he's going to eventually return as a different version of Matt Hardy. Yeah. But whatever version of Matt Hardy this was, whether it was version one Matt Hardy, whether it was Hardy Boys Matt Hardy, whoever it was, yeah. he's dead. He's yeah. not coming back. I feel like this was like ECW Matt Hardy. Maybe. Kind of looking back at it. Like ECW Razorblade, ECW Matt Hardy. Maybe. I, I don't know which um, version it is, but it's dead. He killed yeah, it. He's dead, yeah. He killed him. And Matt Hardy wanted this fight so badly. Yeah. Dude, he made a he made a, a YouTube video about it. Yeah, he made, he made a shirt. He made a shirt about it. He made multiple posts about it. Yeah. And then he was the one in the ring. And and Orton's like, you're not medically cleared. You, you can't fight me. We're not, we're not having this match. And then he just destroyed him. Yeah, just RKO'd him. RKO, then concerto. And, oh, and ripped then, the neck brace another, off of him. Another concerto. Just messed him up. Yeah. I, I, I'm wondering if there's going to be a blow-off match and at Saudi. And did you Saudi. see how upset the people in the yeah. in the crowd was? Yeah, one woman was in tears. Yeah. And they made, the sure, they made sure to put the camera right on her because she yeah. was a mess. I'm, one, I'm wondering if this is going to be a blow-off at Saudi. And we get a different version of Matt there. We make it a different version of Matt. We might get a handicap match. Maybe both hottie boys are facing him. I don't know. True. Yeah. But I don't know if Jeff's cleared. All I know is that I feel like I feel like there's still one more segment between these two. Yeah, because they need some way to return Edge. Yes. And I don't know how they're gonna return Edge, um, if they don't return him off of these segments. Yeah. So up next, Alistair Black versus Eric Rowan. This was a match I didn't know I wanted until it happened. Yeah. This match was awesome. Yeah, it was really good. This match was awesome. You know what the best part about this match was? Eric Rowan was kept super strong. Yeah. He ate two black masses before yeah, he went down. Yeah, the first one didn't take him down. It just put him down onto the ropes, yeah. kind of holding himself up. Yeah. And Alistair was like, no, no, no. And it hits another black mass, pins him one, two, three. Dude, this was a good match. I could, WWE, give us maybe two more of these with these two guys. Yeah. Give me a couple more because these guys worked extremely well together and it was finally nice to see Alistair Black in a match. With a legitimate person, with that's not fair because the guys he were like he's facing are legitimate wrestlers. They just unfortunately not booked legitimately by the WWE. Yeah. So this is a guy that the WWE for some weird reason is still standing behind even after his buddy Luke Hopper left. Yeah, and he's removed himself from the Wyatt Complex, and Daniel Bryan's moved on from him. Yeah, so they've given him a cage with a cloth over it, and somehow he's getting over with it. Yeah, and he's putting together. He's going to be in that. Uh I think it's like the Turquoise. Yeah, the Turquoise match, whatever it is, yeah, Turquoise Championship. The, the, the uh, gauntlet match. Yeah, wh- whatever it is. I mean, he's obviously gotten himself over with somebody in the back because they put him in a match in, in something with Alistair Black, which was a really good match. I yeah, truly enjoyed it. It was really good. Um, up next, did you notice that uh, Charlotte was in black and gold? Yes. Yeah. 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 It kind of stood out like a sore thumb. Yeah, with all um, the, with all the red everywhere else, and she's wearing gold. Yeah, yeah we kind of uh, mentioned this when we were talking about uh, the the post match of uh, Rhea Belair, um, where Charlotte came out and essentially called Rhea out and said, "We've seen the next big thing before, but they've come and went. Yeah, I've been here. Yep, for years, and I have been the best women's wrestler on the roster for years. Yep, and I will." Cement that legacy when I beat you at WrestleMania. Yep, and I take it out. Yeah, essentially what she said. Up next, we had a triple threat match. An actual match for the, for 24- the 24-7 championship. An actual match. Between Riddick Moss, R-Truth, and Motorelli. Why are you going to have an actual match if it's going to end with a roll-up? 
Yeah. Why? Yeah. Um, I mean, why not just do the backstage shenanigans with these guys if you're just going to have them in a match and it's just going to end in a roll-up? Yeah. Um, I like the Riddick retained. No, I, and I like the stuff that went back and forth between Mojo and R-Truth at the end. Yeah. Where Mojo tried to attack R-Truth. R-Truth hit. So R-Truth hit a five-knuckle shuffle and a scissor kick mm-hmm. in this in this, in this segment, match. yeah, in the segment with uh with um Mojo, yeah, and he hits the scissor kick and then walks off smiling like, "Hey, I actually won," but he doesn't have his belt. Yeah, our truth is a national treasure. And we've said that multiple times. We've, we will continue to say that. Yeah, he is a national treasure. I just didn't feel like this match needed to be where it was. No, it didn't. It it wasn't it wasn't necessary. No. And if you're just gonna end it with a roll up, you could have put somebody else on TV at this point. Yeah, just saying. Up next, Drew McIntyre came out, and he's living it up. Oh, he is. He he says, do you want me to do it? Boom, and points at the sign. Well, he had everybody in the crowd point with him. Yeah. He's like, I don't know if I should do it, because Charlotte already did it tonight, but how about we all do it together? And he counts down, and then they all point to the sign together. He does it right. Like He like emphatically points at yeah. it. Charlotte just kind of throws her arm up. He's, he's awesome. He's um, awesome. And then Heyman comes out. And kind of cock teases that Brock's there. Yeah. Um, and he says, no, Brock's not here. Why would he need to deal with you right now? He'll deal with you at Mania. And essentially he's saying that, but there is someone else who has a Problem bone to you. pick with you. And his name is MVP. MVP comes down with a mic and saying, I was just trying to get you on my side. I, in- I invited you to my VIP lounge and you attacked me. So now I'm going to beat you in a match. Quick match. Three, two, two one. one. Uh, Claymore, the hell out of MVP. Yep. Pins him one, two, three. Yep. Yep. Keeping McIntyre relevant and strong. It's such a great continuation of the story. Yeah. So, my favorite outfit of the night was the jacket that Becky Lynch oh, had with on all with the, all, the cer- all the, emblems. the emblems from the belt. From Ronda, from Asuka, from Banks, from Flair. Flair, all down her arm. Down her sleeve. And she was ta- she mentioned them from the bottom all the way up to Ronda. And she had to mention Ronda last because who else was part of the four horsewomen of the MMA? Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler. Yep. And Shayna essentially shows up on the screen and says, whomever wins this match at Elimination Chamber will be the one to face you. And, I mean, it's in a cage. You know where I came from. I'm a cage fighter. I'm a cage fighter. Yeah. So I will see you at Mania. And then Becky Lynch has a bag of money, and she goes, well, just so you know, I'm paying my fine right now for what I'm going to do to you. Yeah. Oh, my. And she throws the just the wad of cash yep, on the just ground. just throws it on the ground. I just, oh, these two need to face each other. It needs to, but they need to build it right. Yeah. Let, let, let Shayna win at Elimination Show. Yeah, let Which, sh- it's, it's back. back on. I yeah. know. I know. Man. Yeah. We, thank, te- we texted thank, about this morning. Thank you, Philadelphia. Yeah. Thank you. They came through. Came through. Um, Next segment. Uh, Tag match. Bobby Lashley and Angel Garza versus Rusev and Umberto Carrillo. Why are, you, why, why are you finishing this match off with all these ultra-talented guys? Why? Roll up. My, the, one, the one word I have for this is why. That's the whole thing. Why? 
like why is Garza rolling why up? Does, why does why does such a good storyline in Angel Garza versus Umberto Carrillo get mixed have up with to this? get mixed up with this? I don't get it. I don't get it. The best part of this was the backstage segment before this match when Lana and Lashley were talking about their love and everything, and and then Garza takes the mic. Uh, Zelina's talking, saying, "I have this hunk of meat next to me." Um, obviously didn't say something similar to that, but Garza says, well, we are the greatest couple of people on the roster because she's a business associate. She's yeah. not a valet. Yeah. Um, because obviously they don't want to mix Alistair into this. Yeah, exactly. Oh God, please don't. <sighs> no. Just keep Alistair alive. Let him fight Rowan. Just let him keep fighting yeah. Rowan. Let, let him fight Rowan for the next year. Yeah. It'd be better than this. Yeah. If he got mixed up in this, because yeah. now you've killed... Like I feel like you've kind of extinguished the fire of what's been going on with Humberto Carrillo and, and, and Garza. And Garza. Like I, I feel like it's really it, this match hurt everything that you would build with them too. Yeah. You know the family dynamic between yeah. those two. Like it didn't need they didn't need to be part of this, especially when it ends with a roll up. Yeah. Like, why is Garza rolling up? Um, uh, Rusev. Like that makes no sense to me. Yeah. Um, I just saw it. it's called the Tawake Trophy match. Tawake. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I got that right, um, so we don't slander it. Um, Kyrie Sane defeats Natalia via countout. Okay, again, um, I mean, I don't mind seeing these these women in a match. They're technically s- superior wrestlers. Um, I just don't, I don't understand the dynamic of Oscar getting involved and causing a countout. As Natalia was kind of taking over this match. Now, I understand maybe you're just trying to get Sane back into the ring because she's recovering from an injury, so you're having it with somebody safe. Yeah. I, I, maybe, but, like, the whole element of Natalia losing via countout, it's just, it, it was just odd to me. You know what I mean? Maybe this is going to build, because I know both um, Asuka and Natalia are in, in the Elimination Chamber match. I know they're both in that. Yeah. So maybe this will build towards them having some kind of blow-off. And maybe Natalia will get herself teamed up with somebody to go after the tag team championship. I don't know. I'm yeah, because just... because if you look at the the uh, the uh, this match for the elimination chamber, chamber, you have all of the Riot Squad. You yep. have Natalia, Shayna, Oscar. Yeah. Obviously, Shayna should win this. Yeah. The Riot Squad is going to have Ruby and Liv going back and forth, and. Um, Sarah's going to try and get involved and then probably get attacked by Ruby. Sarah's going to get eliminated by Shayna Baszler in quick fashion. Yeah. I'll probably funny, be the I first fu- two. I have it. a funny feeling it's going to be Logan and Baszler to start the match, and Logan's going to get eliminated in 30 seconds. Yeah. And then Baszler's just going to be standing in there, like pounding on everyone's cages until they come out. Like, yeah, she might just sit up on the. Uh, um, What's the word for it? On the turnbuckle. Yeah. Just kind of relaxing. Yep. Just saying whoever whoever's coming in next. Yep. And she's going to... No, she's going to choke out... Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan. Yeah. And scare whoever's going to come out next. And who's going to be the next one to come out? Oscar. Yeah. And Oscar's not going to be afraid of Shayna. No, because they already had a really good match. Yeah. So... Um, but yeah, then the whole, the whole Natalia thing, unless it's building towards something between Natalia getting a tag partner... To take on, because again, these are the women tag team champions, um, and they haven't really and done anything using in single suits. Well, again, Sane wasn't. I guess Sane wasn't cleared until now, until recently, because of the fact that she did suffer a concussion yeah. at the ladder match. So, um, let's just 
let's just hope that they're gonna they're gonna do something with this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Up next, we had the Messiah's sermon. Yep, I I expected it to be a little bit better than it was. They were talking it up all week. Yeah, it wasn't. With, it, it was okay. I mean, yeah. you, what did you get out of it? You got um, Owens out there. Yeah, well, hold on. <clears throat> what you got out of it was that phase two of um, the, the Messiah's, Messiah's movement. movement is beginning, which means he's yeah. going to try to recruit more people mm-hmm. into his flock. It's yeah. basically That's what this reminds me of. Raven's flock. Yeah. That's what this reminds me of, actually. So That and almost a straight-edge society. Correct. Um, so he's going to start recruiting more people and then you get the Viking, the Raiders, they come out and, um, they clear the ring. Owens runs like a coward. Uh, not Owens. I'm sorry. Rollins, Rollins runs like a coward, a coward, runs into Owens, gets stunned at the top of the ramp, sets up a six man tag match for the end of the night yep. where you're going to get the AOP and Murphy versus the Raiders um, and Owens. Viking Raiders and Owens and no Samoa Joe this week. So no, might still be hurt. Maybe. Um, that actually, that injury that he sustained a couple weeks ago might be shoot. Because remember how he got help to the back? Yeah. Because of uh, an injury? That could be shoot. Um, up next, Ricochet versus Carl Anderson. Well, before AJ's back. AJ's back, cutting an awesome promo in the Yeah. Ring. Now, how's this? His promo blew away Rollins' promo. Oh, yeah. And it was just so nice because it was unexpected. They weren't, I wasn't expecting AJ Styles to be back, no. but I love the way he was doing it. He's like, hey, you know, just so you know, whoever's the champion, whether it's Lesnar, whether it's McIntyre, uh, McIntyre, whether it's the Ricochet. Undertaker, whether it's Ricochet. Now, nah, who am I kidding? Ricochet's never going to be the champion. You know what I mean? Things like that, like, were great. And then you get a match out of it, and I love it because this is the type of time when you can split up a tag team, and you have Carl Anderson, who's very good, very good worker, working with someone like Ricochet, and he takes a clean pin, and that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And it keeps Ricochet. On a good trajectory, going into yep. Saudi. And to get we'll, squished. We'll see what happens in that match. To get squished. And then, as we said, main event. Um, Owens and the Raiders win via DQ. Yep. But two new people are now in this feud. And that's the big takeaway from this. The Street Profits. I'm My lo- boys are in... They're they're getting into this, and I'm and I'm and I'm happy about that. And they get tag chance. Uh, they get a tag chance at Super Showdown. At Super Showdown, they're gonna get a shot at Murphy and Rollins for the belts, which is huge to me. Yeah, which is absolutely huge mm-hmm. because somehow they went from just being backstage reporters and all of a sudden just getting launched right into the main event of Monday Night Raw in yeah. two weeks. Yeah, it's very important. That they leave Super Showdown with either a huge rub or the belts. Yeah. They can't just go in there and flounder. They need to have match of their careers. Yeah. Because otherwise they'll get relegated back, back to, to backstage, backstage reporters. Exactly. And not necessarily put back down into NXT, but they could find themselves back in NXT. They could, for those belts. they could, but keep, they would. keep them on Raw. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're so they're sports too, entertainment. Yes. Very colorful. Yeah. Keep them on the colorful show. Yeah. That basically finishes up Raw. Um, and our very extended recap of TakeOver Portland, but it oh, deserved God. it. It so deserved it. Um, So that basically rounds this episode off. Uh, obviously... Follow us over on Facebook and Instagram. Yes. I will be posting more often. I'm going to promise myself right now. I'm going to be posting after every show, announcing that the show is live. 
um, and I will be doing more recaps, hopefully, um, after shows. Yeah, we'll keep you guys updated with news in the middle of the week, so if there's something yep. that we have to talk about that we may not necessarily hit on the show, we'll make sure that we do posts, you know, discussing something, about it, yeah. something that's happening in the wrestling world, yep. whether it's... um. Um, I know that we haven't talked about it, but I did read about um, WWE is apparently in some kind of trouble with MLW for tampering with their contracts. I did see that, yeah. So th- oh, are- another thing we didn't mention, that uh, there was someone who showed up in the crowd at uh, NXT, who, uh, Timothy just- Thatcher. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. From, I think, maybe MLW or Progress. Well, either way, all I know is it's like they, they got in some trouble with some tampering. So, yeah. again, these are things we don't really talk about, but we're going to make posts about this stuff yeah. so this way that you guys know that we're trying to keep our our thumbs on the pulse of what's happening in the wrestling world. Yeah. But, obviously, if we missed anything or you guys have any other questions, comments, concerns that you want to post to us, um, definitely let us know on either our personals or the Facebook or Instagram page. Um, obviously... If you liked it, like it, share it with your friends. We're trying to build this uh, puppy to be pretty big. Um, but yeah, that basically finishes the episode off. We will see you guys, or we will speak to you guys on Thursday for episode the Wednesday Night Wars. Done. Yes, episode 20 is done. This has been a Double Doink production. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we have two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.